I mean, I am still playing it. Uh, I do like the game, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm done with it for now. Okay, for now. Okay, I'll, I'm I'm not playing much. I'm just playing the events more or less. Um, but the reason I'm not playing much is well, for one, I spent over a thousand hours with it uh, already, <laughs> but also I am waiting for the um, soon to be soon, but not. We don't know yet how soon to be released Overwatch 2, which is going to be a free upgrade uh, for everyone who has Overwatch 1. Um, the only thing that you will have to pay for is like the new single player stuff, but like the new like Coat of Paint, uh, new maps, character, new characters and stuff, and presumably all your skins and stuff will carry over. That will all be free to owners of the game. Exciting. Um, yeah and i quickly want to talk to you about uh the the stuff they announced which wasn't much again it was more like footage of stuff we already kind of knew they haven't revealed a new character yet new maps look cool i think um let let me ask i'm still not i'm still vague on something the new map mode looks like a a like a two like a 1v1 both sides payload but with a robot uh-huh. instead of a payload. Is this correct? Is this the correct assumption? Can't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't like payloads. I'm mean, actually <laughs> time out. Is it symmetrical? Does the map look symmetrical? I didn't pay attention. I I don't know. I'm really I assume yeah, I, I assume it must be like symmetrical because otherwise here's the thing i'm normally anti payload maps because there's like an offense and a defense and usually it's heavily skewed unless you've got really really good balance towards one side because it's not symmetrical but well technically if there's two of them you know hey that that hey i'm excited now you sold me you're correct eh, no i mean i didn't uh, well i did it then <laughs> without <laughs> intending to do so but i mean uh, I like the payload stuff, but also it's um, you have to keep in mind it's not balanced for quick play. It's balanced for rank, where um, both sides play a round of attack and a round of defense each. I think so, the tiebreaker stuff um, is pr- like how they do sudden death and stuff is good with a d- specific destination you have to end right there and stuff. I'm also exposed to like Team Fortress Two, which was way worse about how it did uh payloads so like i have mm-hmm. a general negative disposition towards payloads but yeah that's fair that's fair but it's it's definitely much better than 2cp which is the worst mode um which is where you have to capture two points and the other side is defending those two points yeah um and king of the hill is fine i like king of the hill but um anyway uh the um the big news was that uh, they're switching from a 6v6 to a 5v5 and while certain people have expressed reservations, there's going to be certainly some, you know, obviously a few less possibilities naturally because it's going to be, you know, one uh, player, one uh, player uh, missing on each side. It's going to be the comp is going to be one tank, two healers, and two DPS. And by and large, I'm very glad the reception for it has been positive, and I'm also very positive on it. I think. It uh, solves a lot of the issues, which was um, tank players sort of complaining um, that they're sort of the, you know, at, at one, uh, um, one from one side, still uh, the tank player would like basically decide the game, like the tank difference. There's a reason tank diff, tank difference was become, you know, was become like a thing in the chat. Tanks had like, a heavy burden of responsibility to skill. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and as far as like the comps go, originally when Overwatch came out and it and was doing stuff, it, it was way more relaxed on how it had team comps. And clearly that wasn't good. I think there's a little bit of a magic there. However, it is also madness and chaos and not fun. And so they've been trying and trying on Overwatch 1 with updates and experiments. There'd be experimental weeks with team comps. They they did like three DPS for a six-person team once, which was a total disaster. <laughs> just, just They did a bunch of things, and the, the correct answer was absolutely get rid of a person. Just get rid of a person on it, on both yeah. teams. 
it also reduces queue times, which has been an issue um, that they've been trying to solve with various things. But um, it, anyway, uh, it solves the, all problems. Yeah. Yeah. The tank player, on the one hand, huge responsibility. On the other hand, a play ball of the entire of the rest of the field, like so dependent on his own healers on. The DPS, enemy DPS out DPSing your own and breaking your shield first, uh, like you like huge, <laughs> both like in a in a big position of responsibility, while also in a lot of cases power feeling. So that's with a sense of powerlessness. Um, it's it's um, a very weird role where you have to both be a leader and 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 a strong strong pillar for your team. And if you crumble, the team falls. However, the team also needs to support you. If you're a Ryan holding yeah. a shield, that shield's not going to do jack shit unless there's people behind your shield shooting. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it's sort of like exactly. a cohesive relationship that doesn't happen. And, and of course, always there was just, even if they did like nerf the shield heroes, buff the others a bit and stuff, it's like ultimately, even if you could succeed with the others, and Diva recently got into fashion again because of like a a new a new uh, buff that she got where calling down Baby Mac did 200 damage that so does 200 damage so you can like kill squishies by calling the Mac on them um, uh, that sort of got her back into the game a bit but overall just shields um, have like a base advantage to them let's say. There's a heavy utility to them versus like a Roadhog, which is yeah. sort of like a forgiving DPS. Like Roadhog is he's not a actually a DPS, but yeah. like he used to be flirts with used it. Used to be called a flex tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but... that's usually what the second tank would be. This the, there would be one tank that would basically be meant for a shield. Technically, you could be something else as long as it provided utility and created space for your team to engage in the fight. And then the second tank would be like a D.Va or a Roadhog or something else to Zarya. sort of, you know. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that distinction, many have argued, many pros also have argued, is has been obsolete for a long time now because of the just because of the way the balancing has gone and the metas and stuff. Pablo's I haven't played in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's why I brought up the point to say yeah to to say like how that's been obsolete. And I think with one tank, um, they're like uh like already they're showing like how um they're obviously gonna try to have every tank feel like uh you know um possibly uh, sort of viable to play as the sole tank um yeah and we once had a i think it was an experimental card where they tried um buffing different tank heroes um and it was really fun like zari got two bubbles hog um got like a healing aura around him when he uh used the when he used his healing and other stuff, Winston, I think, got two bubbles or something. I forget what Winston got. But anyway, um, so obviously um, not every hero just right out of the bat will work as a solo tank, but they will buff them. Well, um, I mean, giving people and a also, reason to play tank is also a way to get uh, people yeah. off those queue times because half the people, I would say even more so, uh, desperately want DPS. And if you make tanks fun and less burdensome i like tank a lot but it it can be a burden on many um then yeah. yeah more people will play more people will engage and more people will have fun and lastly um also of course you know there was a sort of power creep in one sense where obviously they were trying to keep it balanced but at the same time with neuro heroes those in an average got my like got like all the sort of ability keys were sort of equipped with an ability they get whereas, like 10 abilities and ryan's got two <laughs> yeah compared to a winston who can jump and put it on a bubble you have sigma who has uh you know he can call back forth his shield he can suck up damage he has a stun rock and, and like his regular attack um so basically it it's not a huge difference. It's basically one one ability. Like the old, some many of the old heroes compared to the new ones are missing like one ability, 
button sort of and I think they're gonna be filling that up as well trying to sort of balance it so anyway it's a good change I'm looking forward to it I think it's probably a while since it happens I hope um, Jeff Kaplan leaving the sort of game main game designer or an like spokesperson for the game uh, doesn't uh, like is uh, I hope it doesn't um, bode uh, badly for it like I hope it's not a sign of like ooh this ship is sinking I'm out <laughs> a lot of people um, left uh, Activision Blizzard specifically the Overwatch team recently so there's a little bit of a hesitance however like also my main exposure to Jeff was his community involvement he'd post a lot in the forums and obviously he'd have those videos where he would talk directly to the audience and I think whoever succeeds him as long as they're aware of like engaging with your audience and listening to them to an extent obviously not entirely um i think yeah. those would be the hallmarks of a uh, jeff's successor in my opinion right 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 but also activision of course you know is like <laughs> is in the fold part of the part of the mix now in the yeah. mix with blizzard and hey you know we'll that see call of duty how about some call of duty and how about some call of duty on top how would you feel if, if the Overwatch team was just like the other teams and then just immediately forced to make more Call of Duties? I think they recently basically confirmed that some, I forget which studio, but there, there was another studio that, stuff that, yeah. that was like, yeah, we're also just doing Call of Duty now. Thanks for asking. Help. Oh, uh, yeah, and they made good um, games. I don't remember which studio off the top, but yeah. It, I forget which one it was. It was an yeah. actual tragedy, yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of tragedies, uh, you want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I want to do Yu-Gi-Oh first, or we can do Yu-Gi-Oh first. Uh, I, I of, just saw it as an opportune segue. I think we only have one topic that might interest uh, more than three people listening today. So hey, it's a it's a real day. It's it's an actual like it's a, you can't can't get more daydream cast than that. I'm so proud way, of this episode already. This We're- is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the uh, yeah, Dejucast. That's the podcast you're listening to. Uh, I'm Pavlos, and I got my buddy Brogan here um, with me as always. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess I guess I can talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. So for for listeners uh, that you know listen to every single episode, take notes, study our words. No. Uh, that listened to last last the last episode where we had our buddy Murph on. Um, first of all, I hope you managed to work through the trauma. <laughs> the <laughs> that was a big episode emotionally. I didn't even know that was episode twenty five, <laughs> but like after it, I was like, oh man. Yeah, uh, I hope you managed to um, uh, digest that let's say, (laughs) and um, he talked about this game, Yu-Gi-Oh, and let me look at the full title, because Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution on the the Switch, also on other platforms, and he was like positive on it, and so I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I get it, Um, I thought it's based on Duel Links, which, eh, which is like the mobile game, Uh, but hey, it's a budget title, so whatever, I'm kind of in the mood for it. And I have to really disagree with him. <laughs> I think it's a pretty shit game, <laughs> which doesn't mean I I like you know I'm still like I'm play, I'm going through the Yu-Gi-Oh part. It has a, a sort of uh, you can go through like major battles for each Yu-Gi-Oh series, which there's more than I knew. <laughs> I think I said last time it's like there are five. I think now there are eight, and seven of them are in the game, uh, and. Uh, you fight you sort of it's like simulates sort of the key battles from the from those animes but it's like just jpegs talking really like like generic not even real it doesn't even give real context and it's all like a battle simulation like that's kind of the premise that's what kind of it's like it's like they they um (laughs) it's like they find a narrative uh narrative like rationalization for the for it being so bare bones <laughs> it's like this is just a computer simulation of the events there so extremely it's very accurate in sort of recreating the card game and the rules and stuff um but there's no but, set dressing there's no aesthetic 
there's no there's zero production values it's extremely bare bones and like you know uh cheap it's um it's it does have quite a few modes uh where like you can take to like challenges you can do like the battles from a reverse perspective and stuff but even though it has a lot of modes like it does none of them have like any charm to them because they're all just that just the battles themselves um and there's no obviously no like aside from the sort of it giving like very like very uh scant sort of context for the uh what happens in that anime uh um it's 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 got no original narrative it's got no no real narrative at all like the single player it's it's really a series just of of uh matches and um uh the the big problem i mean that's already i mean it's whatever it's uh, I get that. I get that aspect in a bit of the pe- uh, previous games, but even compared to Duel Links, which is the mobile game on which it is based on, um, it's lacking so many basic quality of life features. You can't speed. Like, you can't speed up the battles properly. You can't. For example, um, one thing it doesn't have microtransactions, which Murph highlighted positively. I agree, but on the other hand, I'm kind of thinking, why should I give it? credit for that that's how it should be <laughs> like we already we're so used to uh <laughs> just just because we gotten used to the opposite we shouldn't get like we shouldn't buy into that logic ourselves um but whatever it's good that it doesn't have microtransactions but like you you open the pack you still open booster packs to you to get cards which you can then which you can then use to build your decks with to play the multiplayer um you have to open each one individually, watch all the cards come out. So there's out, no skip animation. There's no like, I have, buy as many buy as many packs as I have money for. And then it just shows all the cards that were in those uh, booster packs. It's like, you have to open them all individually. That's like a, that's so like a fundamental, basic TCG game thing. Yes. Yes, there's no... In Duel Links, like when I... When you do move, you can always go one step back in case you like mistapped or whatever. Like for example, if I accidentally want to attack, if I want to attack with a monster, and I press like AA on it, but I didn't, I forgot to like switch to the battle phase first because you have to switch to the, you have to like manually um, move to the next to, to the battle phase instead of the main phase or whatever it's called. Um, that in the main phase pressing a on a monster and the first option there is to put it in defense so let's say i actually press aa it put it in defense but in reality i wanted to attack i just forgot to shift to the battle phase first like just let me press b and make and undo that one step i'm not saying the entire thing i'm not saying also not saying like um for example if i initiate a combat um that and then that plays out i'm not saying um, because obviously then it would reveal trap cards from the opponents or whatever. I'm not saying I can do undo that, but let's say I uh, I pick the attack the op I pick um, a there's so many steps where you can you, you would still be able to like back out of it before anything plays out at all before there's any consequence before anything happens from it. But with so many of them, you cannot back out. It, like it's it's really frustrating. Like for example, if I play play a spell card and I use the spell card to use it, then it asks me in which field I uh, like uh, I pl- want to place it in. Even like at that at that point, I should still be able to back out and not use the spell card because I haven't played it yet. You're, you're just asking me on which field I want to play it down, but I haven't actually played it yet. Um, like I should be able to cancel that in that at uh, that moment. So, so there's not like a heavy confirmation. Like, are you sure to make the move? Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I'm glad there isn't because that would slow it down even more. <laughs> but because already you have to think. So Yu-Gi-Oh is like a game where it has like a specific set of phases and certain cards you can basically activate at any step between those phases and let's say step and sub step of those phases and so if you have let's say a trap card set during the opponent's turn let's say you if you don't play it and just 
go through his entire uh, turn, it will in total ask you like 10 times at different spots if you want to activate an effect of a card, which means activate your trap card there. Because, in, because yes, that's correct. You can in fact, and it is correct, you can in fact activate it at every step of that, every step of the way there. And it certainly makes a difference with certain cards in certain contexts when you want to activate it. So it is emulating that, emulating the rules correctly. It's just already very annoying having the text pop up um, every time. And the one thing you can do is hold a button and sort of say, any prompt that would show up here, I will answer, answer with no. So that kind of speeds it up, but only in the sense that it will then not ask you every time if you want to activate something. But it won't actually speed up the gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand. The, yeah. speed of, the speed of the gameplay will stay the same. It's just that you will save yourselves the constant question they didn't up like, the tempo yeah 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 it's not a it's not a, it's not a speed up it's just a don't ask me if i want to activate anything during this <laughs> um so it's it, yeah it, it's just very 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 lacking it's extremely bare bones like i said it's a konami game <laughs> by the way um and, it's a modern uh, konami game by the way <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's really rough i mean what else did they do like recently didn't they do that contra which sucked um contra sucked the last thing i the other thing i blatantly remember was post kojima they did the metal gear survive which was the oh, Lin literally like cannibalizing mgs5 for a mediocre survival horde game listen just stick with your decision <laughs> sometimes it's okay it's okay to say to say goodbye and then just uh, <laughs> you know don't be like hey uh actually you know i'll, I'll be waiting outside there I'll, you know and i'm available like I'll, i'm still around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't don't count me out yet i'm still here hey how about this i brought something it's a piece of trash sometimes <laughs> sometimes i don't want a gift if the gift is yeah. half thought yeah but yeah. Uh, anyway, what it really made me do, I guess, it's kind of its its the the main thing here is that it wanted to be to it 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 uh, I wanted to um to go back and play some of the older because there's a, there's a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh games to, um and uh you know at least they had an original like some like more production value sort of a, a bit more style a bit more personality some original pro premise some story those three BA games especially uh very fondly very remembering i remember them very fondly um so a lot of them ps2 which i'm kind of curious about so yeah so it's making me just run over but but i'll, I'll keep going i'll I, the only th the other semi-positive thing is i i only ever watched the original run and then a little bit of second Yu-Gi-Oh show not season because every <laughs> every one of those shows has several seasons but uh, every show has completely different characters, different protagonists and stuff, and new and like new card mechanics. Um, and so, since it has like the first seven shows or whatever, I can at least you know get to learn or see like some sample some of the newer mechanic mechanics that came in uh, way after I st stopped playing. Uh, kind of. Kind of, I guess, useful to dip it, my tone for that. It was um, educational, at the very least. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I still have to get to that. I'm, I'm almost done with the, with the like first show, with the stuff of the first show. Yeah, and then I guess I will also battle Murph at some point. I just I'll still have to build a deck. Um, with my and, own cards. and Murph but, will destroy you apparently. It I don't know. I highly competitive game. I will. I won't. I won't play until I have like. Until I have unlocked at least all the original shows booster uh, cards from the booster packs from the original show. So you can have a classic so, deck that pa that young Pavlos used to have. I'm yeah. If I get hold of my old deck, I will try and reproduce it. But I'm sh I'm sure it's very bad <laughs> because obviously I didn't have many cards uh, to make it uh, to to use uh, for building it. But I, yeah. the only the only actual card game memory I had because I was young when the original series came out. We were we were little wee kids, Pablos. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I remember that. Um, I remember that like it was 
over 20 years ago yeah no but like the the thing that i remember was uh oh my goodness i i basically um sorry mm-hmm. my windows update finally did the thing so i had to postpone it <laughs> anyways <laughs> um yeah, I, the only memory I have of actually playing the card game was like a kid older than me. Like I was must have been like six or five or something or seven tops. And then like a 12 year old kid played and he took like my two good cards that I paid like money specifically for those cards. I don't remember what they were, but they were good cards. But like I was like a little kid, like and I clearly lost and the kid just like took my cards and I had a really bad time. I got super sad and then I stopped wow. playing. So this I mean, this may be why Yu-Gi-Oh slightly triggers me. I'm just kidding. I like the game still. Like the GBA games are good. And again, my main exposure was the PlayStation 2 Duelist of the Roses. Those those were my other memories. Uh, in the anime, they do often battle for their best cards. Like that's kind of their... That's what's on the line. But I was also six and not so, the best in judgment, Pavlos. I don't know what you no, want from me. I mean, I like if you didn't consent to that, then that's still uh, theft, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's find that kid. Get, uh, and uh, yeah, call the police. Call the cops. The, this is actually why we started the daydream cast was so we could track the kid down. <laughs> call the yeah. It's it's a very. Um, it's a very criminalist-minded uh, episode today, as you will f- find <laughs> we, we don't out. tolerate criminal scum <laughs> in this episode specifically and otherwise promote rehabilitation and non-police brutality. But in this specific circumstance, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the the, the bro, Broganonia <laughs> serial card theft case. I don't know. All right, we're, we're done. Alrighty. Speaking of Konami... I like a different mm-hmm. company, Capcom. Let's talk about Resident <laughs> just... Evil 8. Yeah, they're both companies. Uh, so, res- my my normal take of Resident Evil 8 is it's like 7 and... 7 and 4 had a baby that was worse than both of them. And mm. then they also mm. took some, some cliche, like, universal horror, a.k.a. werewolves and vampires... And some other cliche stuff, and then uh, and then stole a little bit from PT, and then called it a day. And um, mm-hmm. do I like the game? Yeah. Do I love the game? No. Um, it's clearly better than the worst of the franchise. And I would play the game again. I had a general fun time with it, but you're really playing for the highs, and they're not that many. Okay, that sounds pretty damning to me, but. Uh... It, it sounds damning, but like when you're playing it, it feels good. And um, I, I guess I was also really high off seven. I'm a huge seven fan, so um, that's where yeah, I tell come me, from. Talk to me. So seven has like you know very clearly like you know the progression is like pretty distinct. You have like this, uh, the you know people uh, a lot of people don't like everything that happens after you leave the house, um, but. You know, there's clear like areas uh, as you progress through the game. Is is eight like that? Uh, I would say eight is similar. Basically, what you do is you go into the village, which is a hub area, and then uh-huh. you will go into a specific area, a sub area. It's it's a little oh. similar to uh, seven in that sense. Um, you do a sub area. Finish that, beat the boss, and then go back to the village with new abilities, new weapons, or some uh, uh, like doors unlocked, basically. Explore the village more, and then go to the next sub-area. And um, the sub-areas vary wildly in level design, length, and narrative. Like, wildly. Like, the Domitresque vampire portion is much longer than, say, the Fishman portion. Uh, like in terms of complete runtime and level design, one's very linear, one's an actual sprawling uh, place to explore. So you'll you'll have a a varied pace, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are those vampire ladies, huh? Uh... Th- th- that was actually one of the best parts of the game. It was the, the Domitresque mansion was really good. I also liked the doll part. the The game gives what good happens in... there. Uh... Go ahead. What answer? Are you just? Do you like? 
is it the case where like you go there they're like nice and then they're all of a sudden not so nice or is there <laughs> you go in there and they're like haunt like chasing you throughout they're always chasing you throughout pretty much um they're not nice initially no you're you're pretty much a little guinea pig at first they have fun with you and then at a certain point in time they're like all right we gotta actually kill the guy but by that point you're you're already in it baby um okay okay it's and it, okay they they are actually like specifically lady domitresque but the other ones as well um they do roam around and try to hear or look for you and so you have to hunting doesn't really work in my opinion but generally hide or be in be in safe areas while they're walking around um it's it's much like that i would say it's in between mr x and nemesis for that um and a little bit more used than like jack baker in seven of uh, jack baker would be another parallel if you've played seven um he's the dad guy. he is the dad he would also wander around looking yeah but he's like only in the beginning though yeah he's he's in a very small portion whereas the entirety of the mansion is uh pretty much surrounded by them and there would be less of them as you as you whittle them down but they they oh, are there through okay 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 hmm. and, and um, how's the story how's the story overall is it it's ridiculous? bad the story's bad oh okay okay <laughs> it it got goofy it got way goofy um i would say seven cares a little bit more about being a horror title obviously there's horror with asterisks and by the end of it it's clearly an action title but in re8 it's almost clearly an action title the only times it attempts horror is when it tries to completely remove you from its normal setting and pacing like the doll the doll sequence for instance removes uh your agency in terms of weapons basically like it's hard to be scared of things when you've got a merchant that's a resident evil 4 thing of like you're buying uh an entire army's worth of weapons it's a little hard to be scared unless it's difficult and re8 is also not difficult and the in terms of story i say i hear also the protagonist is pretty goofy pretty yes um basically basically he takes a lot of damage obviously to his hands because it's first person i think that's a flaw first person and especially like seven had vr it worked a little bit more than because it was a fresh new gimmick but here yeah he just gets stabbed in his hands a lot and he goes oh my god ah or like or like <laughs> something crazy would happen and he goes what the hell and it's not it's not really engaging acting and resident evil has never been about that but um let's just say it it's it's off-putting at times i would say okay okay um it's i still crisp, like right? the game i'm sounding very negative here but it's only after coming down of uh seven which i think was more grounded and the problems with it are easier to deal with in my opinion like it's easier to take the bad pills of seven than it is eight mm-hmm. okay uh interesting well uh i still don't have a clear idea of what the game is but that's <laughs> what, what I mean, do you mean by that let, let me try to uh, elaborate on that what is the what is the vagueness? no 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 I, I don't think it's because of it's it's just that um i guess i guess it people sort of i don't know i don't know are it, you wondering it, the appeal no not the appeal um is it basically seven like gameplay wise or no yes but okay. no the problem is 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 like yes on a fundamental level on like just a pure level like if you looked at them side by side yes the problem okay. is is just the pacing you're getting way more encounters there's so many encounters it's an action title it's like there's no way I around see. that whereas the encounters in seven okay especially and the action mm -hmm. yes the action is the that that warrants that warrants the comparison to four then the, yes. The action. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, personally, I think Resident Evil is really not a great series, anyway. But damn, um, I, boy. Yeah. Sorry. You just but, played uh, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh, and you call calling shit about. I shit on. I shit on Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, but uh, you no, playing but, Overwatch, no. and you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> to be fair, um, um, I if I find any of them interesting, it's more the personally more the early ones. And like yeah. particularly in one, for example, that intro cutscene, that's that's. A, I, 
I think the PlayStation ones are very, very special, and they've stopped being special. And I guess the other complaint is like, and you could definitely say this about Seven, is they're very derivative. It doesn't feel very fresh, and obviously, like that's a problem throughout the entire series, especially late game or like late series. However, Eight definitely feels a little uh, stale in a bad way. Um, I like it. Yeah. It feels polished and it's fun. And again, I would rather play this than six or five, but that's not golden praise. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's certainly not. Um, yeah. Uh, all I want to say is that if any, if I could appreciate anything, it's the goofiness yeah. of it. Uh, so like, you know, Wesker is good <laughs> because he's fucking ridiculous. He's the matrix. Uh, yeah. But um, anyway, okay. Well, uh, all right. You heard it here first. Resi, Resi Eight, as they say in the UK. Resi, okay. not Resi. All right, we can talk about the last uh, one, and then we gotta get the... to Portopia. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. You're drawing this out. <laughs> uh, they are, that's how they that they, they do use that uh, abbreviation. But anyway, uh, yeah, talk talk us uh, through, uh, give us the Kingsfield update. It's okay. gotten, gotten to be a regular segment. Uh, I'm not going to do the King... Technically, there's four of them. I've only done three of them now. I'm not going to mm. do a, probably an update on four, unless four is, like, mind-blowingly good. I just wanted yeah. to sort of chart, in case anyone is curious, the design approach of these, because they're actually fundamentally different in, like, uh-huh. a weird, curious way, even though they functionally play the same as far as like the pure gameplay of it the level design changed between each game and mm-hmm. also the approach to narrative changed in each game um one was a very simple dungeon game just five five dungeon floors bada bing bada boom there was mm-hmm. specific npcs in certain corners you deal with get their special item or whatever and you proceed through the thing some obscurities or whatever but nothing crazy um two uh had a lot more care put into it a lot more production value it's a it's an island it's a sprawling island it's one singular location put into subsections that have interesting shortcuts and uh what was also interesting is the height there's a lot of uh play with verticality in it that's really really cool uh, two is my favorite out of them um and also narratively speaking it subverts a lot not to go into lore but like one was very conventional two was like two was a little crazy i like especially when you get near the end you're like what the fuck is going on like there's a tron world in kingsfield 2 you're like what the fuck there's robots in kingsfield 2 and uh, pirates of the caribbean world i I fucking wish (laughs) goofy goofy donald in there hey man wait wait till king uh kingdom hearts 4 before we start you know (laughs) making these jokes maybe but but like yeah there's like test tubes and shit like i wasn't i wasn't ready for the turns it would take it was very interesting in all sorts of manners three is sort of a return to things narratively speaking it's much more of a conventional narrative again much more hero's journey you play as a boy uh growing into becoming a king and um just very standard stuff uh you beat evil at the end etc etc but level design wise what was interesting is it's more spread out it feels i don't know the years on this i would say this was definitely more influenced by like a zelda ocarina of time where there's large sprawling Mm. areas of empty Mm. space where you have to walk Mm. from one end to the other uh to get to the different separate mini dungeons inside yeah and um that's worse however there are certain things about it that i like specifically specific dungeons some dungeons are very very bad however they also uh engaged with unique puzzles that i really liked um, they would play with things and it was the start of having really curious uh, NPC or uh, map interplay. There was a lot more engaged story, a um, lot more callbacks. It also reminded me of Dark Souls 3 and how many times it was like, remember the other two games? Don't you like those? So to me, that's very cringe. But uh, that being said, it, I, it's, it's probably better than kingsfield one i think kingsfield one has a charm but my favorite was two um i think when you play if you ever play through you'd be like oh this is a little clunky they didn't really uh plan this out nearly as well 
but you know, whatever. That that's my spiel. Okay. Alright. Well, I think I think you should give a quick update on four when you get to it. Four four is on the PS2. Apparently, it's a complete narrative reboot. However, gameplay wise, it's functionally the same. Apparently, it's really good. So I'll I'll see. And then after that, I'll actually play the Shadow Tower series, and I might give an update on that. Um, you should, you should. Um. Okay, Shadow Tower. Just looking it up real quick. All right. Um, it's like it's like crawler. it's like one step closer to Bloodborne and HP Lovecraft, but it's still functionally Kingsfield. So all right, all right. that's what that yeah. is. What um, are we using? When are we doing Ventures Cooking Cream? Uh, I'm dude. I'm so top. down. That's all, that's on the list. I'm doing all from games. It's happening. Yeah, we. That's very easy to do with a Parsec. I've talked about it before. Uh, it's it's a very good good uh, program to use for multiplayer stuff yeah uh, I mean, we need to play a co-op game together yeah like, yeah essentially he's you like essentially it um you like connect to a pc and like you're sitting there with your controller and then uh the hosts uh the hosts em- emulator will uh, recognize your controller as a second controller and then you know just uh, get the input from that and that's awesome so you're and and you, like the other guy is streaming the, is streaming his you know desktop and the the game and so and you're basically sharing a TV at that point, yeah. And, and you're very, you're very just plugging your controller in miles away. That's crazy, right? It's really in super low latency, obviously. Otherwise, you couldn't do it. Uh, it's crazy. It's magic. Magic. We'll do it. Magic. Yeah, some kind of magic. <laughs> All right. Um, There's no magic in this detective title for the Famicom. Pavlos, do you want to open? I sure do. Um, This is our game of the week here. Uh, You may recognize it from uh, our game of the year cast, 1985. Portopia Serial Murder Case, or Portopia Renzoku Satsujin Jiken. Whoa. which is developed by uh, developed by Chansoft, which you, you know, still now it's Spike Chansoft, but you know they're still around and published by Enix, <laughs> which <laughs> they're now Square Enix, <laughs> but uh, as such still around. Um, actually, in '83, uh, got published on the NECPC six thousand one, which uh, uh, you know this first version of it, um, and then. Um, got ported in 85 to MSX and the Famicom which I think the Famicom version with a fan translation is what we both played right yes um, what is the MSX one do is it the same thing functionally um uh yeah yeah it's like they 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 overhauled um they they overhauled the uh um I'll talk about the differences but yeah the MSX uh actually hmm you don't know. You don't want question. to quote that short. Again. Actually, 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 you know what? Actually, um, I assume the MSX is actually closer to the uh, PC PC version, yeah. just because of what the MSX is. So yeah. I, I, I think it's actually closer to that. So, so um, like I, you don't even like you probably don't know if that you type in the directions or if you have the HUD. Uh, I'm looking at it, and it's actually it's it's the it's it's um the pc one and it looks worse worse than it as well i would say oh, it's wow. got a weird style the msx version but hey uh cassettes <laughs> the msx had cassettes i don't know if you knew that uh which is uh, great like just just like audio cassettes essentially not, you know, not audio but <laughs> not the best uh, pc plat- uh medium for <laughs> yeah um the cassettes are pretty awesome anyway uh, it, and the game also got uh very early phone versions on the er- in the early 2000s it got uh mobile phone versions which is pretty crazy um and there's some key art actually that spawned from those phone versions uh which uh you know it's always interesting like they did like a re they redrew some key art of the characters and stuff I see. for it yeah the um the game is designed and written by yuji hori which you know as the Dragon Quest guy, um, and for so 
he basically was inspired by like western text adventures and he wanted to do a game initially where you converse with uh, artificial intelligence uh and that's like that was like the it wants sort of to dynamicize the input output uh, relationship let's say and in the process also like of you putting text in and the text was spitting out you know it wanted to do wanted to like have it be more dynamic like that and also narrative on the narrative end um have like branching paths and stuff but you know the result is because of the space you have that, on the cartridge, that's a very on a, ambitious on a, idea by the way on like, a disc oh. rather yeah 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 very ambitious but um you know uh i played a week ago an, an app called ai dungeon which is uh-huh. just free on mobile i don't know if you've heard of it i, I like, i've played it yeah oh yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's all the old text adventures but an ai uh like a deep burning ai producing the text for the story generating the story for it um so he's you know uh, uh like over uh or like 40 years later almost uh um it's a reality but uh yeah obviously very limited possibilities back then uh, and discs uh, and disc space uh, limitations and stuff uh it is the result is a um is a game with definitely more liberties than the old uh, text adventures so much more sort of um non-essential information in there that you can find uh um and it's it's a uh, it's you know the story is a murder investigation. You're like this detective. You have this assistant, uh, Yazu, who's helping you. He's like he's the one sort of you're kind of mute, and he's like the one who you're sort of interacting. It, like if you need to ask townspeople something, you don't ask yeah. them. You have uh, him do it basically. Yeah, yeah. And on the PC, it was a text input, uh, the original like '83 version, and an msx 85 still but and the, the famicom version from 85 it's a system where you have 14 commands set commands to choose from like the set verbs you would you know that would still that would you know make a career as like the verbs from uh, that you would see in point and click adventures um and here you have 14 of them which i'll list in a bit um and that system they took from the game uh okotsk nikiu Kiyu, uh, Hokkaido Renza Satsujinjiken, which you know you you can kind of hear it also say you know it, it the Satsujinjiken is like um, in the Portopia name as well, so it's another uh, murder investigation game except set in Hokkaido, um, and that's from '84. They did that in between the uh, PC and the console version. Um, and that one is programmed by um, Koichi Nakamura, who you might know from. Uh, he was a pro- programming prodigy at prodigy at the time, um, and later uh, he became the boss of uh, uh, Chansoft, which, um, like I said, developed then the Portopia game. Um, so uh, Yuji Hori and Koichi Nakamura. Um, were the, the the heads behind behind Portopia serial murder case, um, and yeah, so uh, you have this adventure. It's kind of this progenitor to the entire visual novel genre, except in some aspects also to parts of the point and click adventure <laughs> genre. Mainly because there is a for one command, which is the um, investigate thing command, you can. Uh, so if you press investigate thing, it will give you a list of like very cl- like clear options. Like if there's a body there, it will tell you, you know, one of the options will be investigate body. But if there's something very specific in the scene that you want your assistant to check out, then you will get a, um, a, a magnifying glass on the screen and you can pick where, you know, choose where he should look. And I guess I should uh, actually, sorry. One thing I should notice uh, note is that there is there is graphics. <laughs> it's not a text adventure anymore. Like you can see the town. There's their assistant. Like you see the things that would be described in a text adventure. You actually it's see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a there's a visual element which 
definitely warrants mentioning because we kind of take it for granted. Um, the 14 commands, which are in part very funny, uh, is move. Uh, you can question someone. You can investigate someone. Uh, investigate someone is like your assistant does research on them. Question someone. Um, you know, you ask them questions. Uh, show an item. Look for someone, which... Um, yeah, anyway, look for someone, which is like, look where someone is. <laughs> Call out, which you use to get people into the um, police station to interrogate. Arrest someone. Investigate thing. Evidence, which you look at evidence. Hit, which is literally you can hit someone or something. <laughs> uh, take, self-explanatory. Theorize which is like news about the current state of the case. Dial phone, which there's the there's Japanese numbers to call. Um, and close case, which is like, you know, you do like a, you know, try to, to end the case. Um, the, the game doesn't have a game over though. So if you, even if you like accuse the wrong pe person and close the case, the, you will get like scolded and the investigation continues. Which is also pretty pretty notable that there's no game over. Um, so yeah, you collect evidence. You you know call people to the police station. You interrogate people. You you know deduce stuff. Uh, point and click mechanic to investigate. There's a first person dungeon section which was added for the console version. That's inspired by wizardry. It's like at the end of the game. But yeah, it's like an open world, essentially. You can go anywhere. You have free reign in doing what you want to do. There's red herrings. Yeah, th uh, and there's uh, like, a, like the game is like, the game is short, but there are a lot of like side, I don't want to say side quests, but like there are narratives of the different suspects. And if they are not the killer, they have their own thing going on, which is really cool. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, it was a big success at the time, and it's a hugely influential game. Like a lot of very famous game developers um, cite the game as, you know, they played it at the time and it was very influential to them. It also, it's, I mean, one th another thing it's notable for is like you know an adult themed game. Um, not as notable maybe on the PCs at the time, though that as well. But also you know the Famicom. <laughs> it's, uh, quite notable there, there's an actual crime in this obviously there's a murder but like when we talk about murder suspects and the victims there are actual crimes in this there's there's strippers in this there's like stuff like that it's for for how simple the graphics look there are adult ideas in here and that's cool and there's actual suicide like there's people yeah. hanging and like for, so you see dead bodies all the time and like it's spooky yeah it's adult film theater uh yeah um yeah it's... um there's no saving right i'm not dumb no uh, i don't think there's saving no um, um yeah and that's one of the things that like helps with the openness is it's not repetitive technically if you're going on one thread and you have to restart or whatever you could go on a different thread or whatever i didn't but like that that's conceptually a good idea for how open it is for that um, stuff changes yeah stuff changes uh, some stuff changes uh, depending on the order you do things in uh in fact so it does actually you know re reward you know just restarting trying out some stuff differently because if you like a correct playthrough of it just takes like 45 minutes even if you like 45 minutes if you don't like you know s super speed through it if, you j if let's say if someone gave you the instructions to play through it and you just put just followed the that path just pure uh, yeah but was but you were still reading everything to you know because you're still playing for the first time then it would take like 45 minutes so if you knew your way you could be even faster but uh you know like before you figure all that out it will take more like two hours or something um yeah so um it's it's also set in like you know it's set in real cities it's not a nameless city or it's like a fantasy city it's like set in kobe uh for the most part but also you visit some other japanese cities um you go to like kyoto and stuff too yeah yeah so what, what do you think of the title to the game 
Uh, I, <laughs> well, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't know. Uh, what what yeah. do you mean by that question? <laughs> do you think it's a fitting title? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's called Portopia Serial Murder Case. Yes. Is that is that? Do you think that's apt? Appropriate. Um, I don't know what Portopia means, but uh, the, the the other part. <laughs> oh, you yes. don't? Weird. <laughs> you don't. You don't know what this fictional city name that I'm, doesn't appear. I'm, yeah, I'm just. Means. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's what's a weird name? My, the other impression I get is is because of how it starts and how it ends. It. It. You. You see the title and you're like, I don't. Uh, I just, <laughs> I was also gonna ask you about the sound design because there's like a blaring. There's 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 like no it's music, like but there's there's interesting siren. sound effects. And there's I would like say a... it's a police siren at the start is what I would interpret it as. That it's, it's fun, like... but uh, it, it's an impression. I, I I was left with an impression for that. The game is pretty quiet aside from the text scrolling sound. Uh, but yeah, but. Um... Which I guess it's a bit of a critique. It could have been even more impressive with some music, but at the same time, it's it you know was very early and would have been quite quite unusual. Uh, probably a lot of the space already occupied by you know by the game. Like probably not much space left to to include music. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, uh, the only other thing about the title is not only the Portopia, which is kind of enigmatic, but serial murder case is. You have to read it like literally. It's a series of murders. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a serial killer. At first, I thought it would be like a serial killer no, case. No. Yeah. Th- there yeah. are multiple murders serial, that happen. Or it's I, a serial murder case. Yeah. Uh, which also kind of, I guess, gives away that they're not that the there's several murders. <laughs> yeah. But uh, which, you know, there's let's say some. Uh, you kind of have to rule it out, let's say, that they're not anything else. Um, so, but let's say, yeah. Thematically, I think title, it's weird. The thing I, I like never, the thing I I never like assumed about Port- anything else. Sorry, I never. I just want to say, I never assumed anything else when I saw dead bodies. I always assumed it was murder. So. Well, all right. I think this leads me into, and not to not to point fingers here, but your subordinate Yasu is a little bit of a uh-huh. dickhead. Like okay. it, when you give him commands, number one, depending on the command, I don't have a written example here, but he'll give you a little bit of a lip depending on what it is. Like, I can't take that. Are you stupid? I think if there's like, take, if you like take door, maybe he goes like, I, I can't do that. Stop, stop doing that. Or like, or during those times, the, the things he's like, well, you know, I think that's about it. It's time to end it. And you're like, shush, you're not the boss. I'm the boss. Stop it. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is clearly a suicide on the one thing, but you know, uh, I, I, I do like it. I do like that he has some. He has personality. I like the personality. Yeah. it's not an actual complaint. It's more sometimes like a complaint you click from on something. me. <laughs> sometimes it's like investigate this, and he's he goes like, oh, look at this. Oh, just kidding. It's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he, he has a personality that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That said, you can hit him, so you can you can. The the whacking people came up more than I thought. Do you want to talk about police brutality in this? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Um, just when you question certain people in the police room or whatever, uh, sometimes yeah. you give them a good whack for them to actually say what you want them to say. Which I mean, I don't know your politics may be troubling. I don't, I don't know what you mean. My my hand slipped. My <laughs> hand my hands just slipped. Uh, it happens sometimes, you know. They fell on uh, the doorknob. They, yeah, it's very, it's very slippery. We always have a very slippery floor there, so <laughs> yeah, yeah it can't be helped, I guess. Um, you gotta yeah, do what it takes weird. to get the job done. After after they slip, they were like, "Okay, I'll tell you something." <laughs> I don't know why it happens, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I really did enjoy this, you know, very much, very very much so, like. Um, before there were conventions um this kind of establishes them but at the same time obviously hasn't figured it out yet so there's 14 com- different commands and um 
I like the fact that it, um, even though it's obviously historically then it was streamlined and it makes total sense. I mean, for visual novels, even more so than for adventure games, which, you know, at least landed on the, you know, six to like eight uh, verbs. Uh, whereas like visual novels, like very quickly too, like in the 90s already had, um, had streamlined it to a point where it's like, uh, you know, uh, just no, uh, um, no real verbs or anything. You know, you just you just progress uh, the story. Um, yeah, so uh, that that's very that's very exciting that it has. It gives it a specificity because um, there is uh, you know gives it the chance of like. Uh, <laughs> to have very specific commands like for example um hit or theorize or uh, close case dial phone and stuff and that's and that's fun to have those uh those commands still because because it's still so you know early for it to like stand before it's standardized um all right what do you think about the what do you think about the commands devastating I, I missed all of your commentary on them i will say that i like i like the commands i particularly like utilizing them in locations when you first go into a location and you explore options um and what i like is when you when you are able to uncover new new people or new uh options you can do as you're unfolding the process that stuff's all cool um there's, I think, probably just technically speaking, probably too many of them. And it, particularly when you have to actually like take a fake cursor and you have to like look into the the different things in the rooms or whatever. It gets a little mm -hmm. like whatever. But that being said, I, I generally like them. Right. Um, yeah. It's I would say it's still very fun. It plays it very straight in a way, would you say? Uh, as well like because yeah it's like very matter of fact in a way I, like it's I, very, I, very like a to b to c to d it's, and it's, obviously it's, some branching stuff but but yeah. but like there there's common threads and when a thread ends it's very obvious there's no there's not heavy subversion the obvious op, like in a in a normal crime story the obvious picks are probably not the the real killers or the real people even if they have their own stuff going on i like the little side stories of them uh you know um the murder victim has quite a network of uh people around him and it's very interesting to uncover his history and everyone around him's history but yeah it's not i would say the humor comes into you playing the game and not the narrative itself like the game yeah. elements what's funny i think right right i will also say that the killer is a good sport <laughs> that's why i also <laughs> yeah. like that i i would agree with that a bit. like uh yeah, like uh, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, like he compliments you on your deduction. Uh, it's like, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. I like, think he yeah. made it a little too easy. I'm not. I'm not gonna like give real hints, but like who, mm -hmm. who he is, you probably could have made things harder than it was. Sure. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I mean, but, yeah. Uh, that's that's all I got on that. Right. Right. Also, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, you know. What did you think of the dungeon curious. segment? I didn't get to talk about that, but I think that was one of the better uses of the graphical interface, even though technically it's nothing special. It is literally just fucking rooms and hallways. I do like how immersive it was, and it made me feel more... Like, I, I always like that stuff in visual novels and all that, because it, it sort of makes me mm -hmm. feel like I'm playing more than I am. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, it's more like I I, don't, I wouldn't have needed it. It's very but, gimmicky. Um, I I think it gives a yeah. It's very gimmicky, and I mean just kind of like because you know, just for the very like you know sort of homage to certain games and the ability to do to do it. So it's kind of doesn't really serve a real purpose, but it does kind of work still because it's like near the climax or near the ending. Um, 
so it's like one last thing before like uh, you know and thematically it feels like you're getting to the dark truths you know what i mean i wish there was a little bit more like suspense or something i guess it'd be too ambitious to be like you're being chased or whatever and they do actually like now that i think about it i think some of your block pathways once you cross Mm -hmm. them get blocked i guess that's supposed to be suspenseful but like strictly speaking it's not um yeah but you know whatever all right well uh that's uh yeah that's i'm glad we played this fully i don't remember how far i got when we did this for 85 game of the year but that being said i'm glad we played this to completion and honestly like had i known it would have been so short i would have just done all of it then right well uh yeah um do you remember where it ended up on our list i forgot to look it up uh I don't I know. Think, uh, that would have been a good question. Is like if if we would have bumped it higher, having fully played it. I, I assume so, but that's you know that's the case for. That would have been probably the case for Ultima. Yes. Yeah, I think those. Okay, I can tell. Been. Okay, uh, it's not in your top ten. It's not in. It's not in Calvin's top ten. It's just in my top ten, and in my top ten, it's number seven. Um, would you have bumped it higher? I might have put it in my top ten as like a nine or something. Okay. I don't remember my yeah. top ten though. I, I don't I don't know where the I only have our personal top tens here I don't have the oh uh, uh, I don't think uh, I don't know where that but I'm pretty sure it got in I'm relatively sure that it, we that my my even though I was the only one to have it in there I wasn't I, I wasn't I, anti the game yeah I think it got it in because I remember that the final top ten uh, was more or less my top ten not from the not in terms of the order but I think I got most of my games oh yeah you think oh yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding yeah that's uh (laughs) yeah listen just uh better arguments (laughs) oh oh really okay all right all right uh anyway see you guys better arguments all right guys you might (laughs) pavos might need to find a new (laughs) co-host hey you have another chance this year uh (laughs) all right whatever Uh, all right (laughs) The next time we're going to talk about our second Neo Geo sports game that we, you know, done on the show after Windjammers, we bring you Neo Turf Masters. Woo! Some golfing, some golfing uh, fun on the Neo Geo. Um, look forward to that uh, in two weeks. Until then, uh, you know, st- stay, stay cool, stay, uh, stay loyal. I'm staying salty. See y'all later. Alright, stay fresh. Bye bye.